That's called dampening the strings on a guitar. And I know that because I've been following and learning along with Fender Play. And this episode on Neon Black is brought to you by Fender Play, obviously. Our good friends over at Fender have developed the complete learning app for guitar, bass, and even the ukulele. And within minutes, you could be playing classic hit songs from the Stones, Foster the People, my personal favorite, Paramore, um, and many, many more. Fender Play's library features thousands of lessons and teach skills, songs, riffs, everything you need in just minutes. All this in less than 10 bucks a month, and there's even a free trial. So what are you waiting for? Grab your guitar, bass, or ukulele, and start your free trial of Fender Play at fender.com forward slash neon black. Neon Black, I'm Shane Gilmore. I'm Ryan Jaso. And I'm Freddie Mercury. <laughs> A.K.A. Sebab Weber. The worst bird alive. The worst bird alive. You are the worst bird alive. Today <laughs> we talk about uh, a couple new releases. The fantastic Vince Staples album, FM. The West Coast. It's a, it's a, it's a love letter to the West Coast in general. Yeah, I, I'll say this about it. I, I, I did love the fact that it reminded me of being a kid listening yep. to Power 106. Exactly. Like in this, this should have been a summer release. This because mm. it de- yeah. reminded me of the summer. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, a, it's that's a summer record. It is definitely a summer record. I think actually the first song is called "Feels Like Summer." But uh, we talk a little. We talk a little. We talk a little movies. We talk the charts as usual. Yeah. We talk a little bit about our love for Metro Boomin. There's an interesting Metro new- Boomin. So, so far, I would say other than Made in Tokyo, surprise record of the year. Hmm. Maybe I'm still giving it to Made in Tokyo. I think oh, Made in Tokyo is better, but I just like yeah, like as far as I would have didn't I would see have, this coming. I would have guessed a Made in Tokyo record would be that good. I wouldn't have guessed a Metro Boomin album would be this good. And both of them, we didn't realize they were even out yeah. until after the fact. Uh, uh, I go for bat to why uh, Tom York isn't good anymore. Yeah, man, it's a sad day. It's a sad day at Neon Black. When we, we we crossed Tom York's name off the list. I still can't agree. I can't get on board with this train. I'm a, if I pay for a moon-shaped pool tattoo for you, Seb, would you get it? No. <laughs> it wouldn't even be your top five worst tattoo be, for like, the record. My top five joke, worst tattoo? <laughs> what do you mean I got bad tattoos? <laughs> I don't have bad tattoos. Have I got bad tattoos? You have bad ability to negotiate yeah. the prices of tattoos. <laughs> I don't think you have bad tattoos. Thank uh, you. You can catch us every Tuesday and Friday. On controlforever.com. Yeah, and check out the other pods um, on the network. Creative Control. Uh, we have a couple new episodes of Creative Control recorded this month. We have uh, uh, the girls that live forever um, are becoming one of the most popular podcasts on iTunes. So, um, mm-hmm. and on all of iTunes. On all of iTunes. And if you are listening to this podcast on November 6th, pause it for a minute. Go vote. We'll be right here. Yeah. So it's pretty important. I can't vote, so go vote for me, please. Do you vote by proxy to Britain? No. No? I said Britain to the UK. I don't know what's going on there anymore. (laughs) All right, enjoy the Young Black. So, did you see Tesla? Did you see the Tesla truck that's coming out? No. 
You blew it, dog. Oh, you fuck. blew it. You, Jesse, put this part in the podcast. Tesla has a truck. Fuck no. It's so whack looking, but you would drive it for I sure. I would totally drive it. Are you kidding me? I don't even know what it looks like. It could just look like a big circle and I would drive it. It looks like a, like a, <laughs> it looks like a, it looks kind of like, it, it doesn't look, like Jason said, it doesn't look like an, like an El Camino per se, but how the El Camino was like a car mixed with a truck. Yeah. Oh, that's so how, That's good. what it looks like. Hey, I just want no, to... El Caminos are dope. Don't get me wrong. It's not dope like an El Camino. El Caminos are whack. Um, it looks like there was a truck in that Justin Timberlake movie. <laughs> In that oh, future oh, one, yeah, the time. Uh, yeah, if they uh, made a time, out of time, right? About time. I hey, I just, I just want to say something. Trash. I was realizing <laughs> the other day how much I have fun doing this podcast, and then I was thinking about, and Shane obviously being my, a new friend here, but how grateful I am that I always wanted to spend more time with Jaso, and we just were so busy, and I never got the time to uh-huh. spend it. And now I get to see both you guys. Not only that, and you, PJ, but once a week. It's like <laughs> and it's really nice. And I'm you just get, being and nice. you get phone calls from me too. I do. You I get do phone love phone calls. From I, me. I like this. You I'm, get Saturday morning phone calls from me. I feel me. a yeah. real connection with you guys. Yeah, I got like a nine o'clock in the morning. I was like, because I was on my I'm way. I'm like, to... is he high? Is he up still from Friday? No, I was no. on my way to ComplexCon. The 710 <laughs> connector was shut. I was already irritated because Jason told me the night before I had to be there. I appreciate you for doing no. that, by the way. No, I wasn't doing that to guilt you, Doc. All right, let's do this. Culture cards. This is so All these culture cards are so far up Seb's alley. Like It's, it's kind of funny. Uh, Spice Girls announced today that there's going to be a reunion tour. <sighs> Minus minus, minus one minus the one that doesn't ever need the money. No. Minus Posh Spice, aka Victoria Beckham. What do you think, Seb? Would you are you gonna go to that? It's not the Spice Girls that Posh. Barn Barn Grill Tour. Is our boy George booking it? How big uh how big how how big of a tour do you think it'll be? It'll be big. It'll be I mean it's it's an arena tour. It's a stadium. What's your tour, favorite Spice Girl song? Um, hmm, what era? No, in general. What, what era? era? They only had one era. Well, they didn't. They had their uh, <laughs> real pop 95 to 97. Then they got a little slow down and turned a little R&B-ish to like 97. I liked when they 90s. went R&B. I liked when they to went To become R&B. one? That's, that was a jam, dog. Silly games, a oh, man. Um, I on. won't go. Put, Put it, it on. Because <laughs> tonight. Um, I won't go because... Um, no, I, I mean, I'm not, I won't go to that. That's not like going to see, like, I would go, I'll be straight up with you. I'd go see NSYNC tomorrow or one of those people if it was, because there is a difference. Like, Actually, Boy has a residency in Vegas. You yeah, that. that's what I said. That's like, what I said NSYNC. <laughs> but, like, I don't think Spice Girls are that would be that much fun live. And, <laughs> and I have mad respect for Pop. They all look Posh. pretty good. They all look pretty good. They all good look still. good, but, like, and I think, and honestly, the one that's had the, the underrated career post Spice Girls is Jerry. Hello, well, because she's she had that she had a couple singles solo. Yeah. She's always looked really good. She fact, she looked better. Was she the first one to leave Spice Girls? She right? was the first one to leave, but she also like I think quit very quickly when she knew it wasn't going to work out. But that's what I like about old Emma, Baby Spice, Baby. Yeah, just didn't. She was way like, better now than she did when she was. And in she's Spice also Girls. like didn't try to like keep doing shit because she can't sing for but fucking bro, love But bro, you want to talk about like, you want to talk about like the levees breaking. I mean, Mel B, that divorce, that was some gnarly yeah, was shit gnarly. that came out. Like the fucking sex tapes yeah. and fucking the nannies and having three, like don't get me wrong. I take down Scary Spice. Eddie, having kids with Eddie Murphy. Didn't what? she have a kid with Eddie Murphy? No, I, I think she did. 
No, she didn't. Have, Sounds like a cool Chinese rumor. <laughs> and then she removed her ribs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, she didn't. She didn't have a kid with Eddie Murphy. She, she was maybe. I don't know. So would you not go to a Spice Girls concert? Not really. I mean, I, I Spice Girls for me were a big part of my childhood, and because it was just British pop at the time. But no, I wouldn't at, go. At I this point in your life, if, if you didn't bring your daughter or your yeah. wife, it's <laughs> also like you're a pair of New Balance white New Balances away from being a <laughs> sexual predator. Yeah. No, and my kids too. So, uh, so. Uh, Brown, Scary Spice, became the subject of tabloid stories during her relationship with Hollywood actor Eddie Murphy, who would eventually acknowledge he was the father of Brown's then unborn second child, a daughter named Angel Iris Murphy Brown, born April 3rd, wow. 2007. Okay, she has a kid with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy well, gets around. He has like 12 kids. That's a good chick. Then she's set, right? I think she does all right for herself. Eddie Murphy has uh, a shitload of kids, he um, can, but he can afford it. No, I won't go. And I, you know, I, I, I always remember this. Th- I remember watching a really early Spice Girls interview, and Posh Spice talked about she wanted to be more famous than Purcell, which is Purcell is um, like the what? What's the shit you put in your washing machine here? Like a uh, Tide, something not famous here. No, 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 <laughs> no. But it's like I'm saying she wants to be more famous than Tide, right? And you kind of go, that's a stupid thing to say, but she's definitely done it. I mean, like you can't knock. Who, where does, da- so in the hierarchy of like pop royalty in in England, where does Beckham sit? Uh, David. In pop royalty, in pop culture like, royalty? No, like, yeah, how is he, because re- I know you guys take, take your, take your Massive. celebrities a little bit more seriously. Like minute. it's a lot harder for your celebrities to do wrong. Like in America, you fall down quick. Like you get knocked off your purchase fast. I feel like you guys, like you you love. Well, he's, you, Beckham's a good good. Dude, like yeah. he's not like he's good at round ball. He's he's good at round ball. He's never been in the news negatively. I don't think. No, and he's he's um he's um and he, yeah yeah. I mean he's and he's, Beckham. He's been in the news for running around on his misses and. But Beckham crossed over into an America appropri- and appropriating. That was a big. That was the crazy. smartest career move because yeah. once you're thirty, fucking once you're thirty, yeah. you're trying to play football. Well, they're all doing it now. A lot of the big stars. It's pretty rad that he has Arabic tattoos. <laughs> Too soon, <laughs> um, dude. He was the he was the king of the faux hawk, dude. Didn't he also was he, was he was also one of the first athletes to like be covered in tattoos. In- oh, he's I mean he's a fashion icon, no question. Yeah. I mean that first the first World Cup after he was married to when he had the when he had the mohawk that was like that affected everything. Yep, yeah, the faux hawk. That I affected. Had a, I had a faux. Hawk. I had a faux hawk too. I think a lot of dudes had. I had one. Yeah. We're all. It we're worked. All it worked. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. It worked. Like I think you know you know what I like, but I think we could all agree. Like I could quite happily never have a cup of tea with anyone from Spice Girls. I would love to have a cup of tea with fucking David Beckham. Really? With his stupid yeah. voice? Oh come on! No, nah, Beckham's like, an icon. Beckham, he's an icon. You can't fucking knock him. I, I don't think he would have anything interesting to talk about. How? The guys live like forty lives. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Th- I just don't think he'd be a very interesting dude. Nothing interesting to talk to David Beckham like about. Like I'd much rather if I'd picking- much rather Morrissey at a fucking <laughs> no, sausage Morrissey factory. Morrissey would be terrible. Morrissey at a sausage factory would be like way I- more fun for Shane. The only way Morrissey's interesting, <laughs> you can't outdo the Morrissey uh, the the Klosterman interview, PJ. You can't outdo that. So it's like I don't know how Morrissey could do it. Yeah, because he's just such a weirdo. <laughs> Damn, the, the, the David and Victoria Beckham Beckham's. Uh- <laughs> 
net worth is estimated at nine hundred million. I know that's, that's Jay Z and Beyonce level. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what they said. They're just right below a, uh, those two. <laughs> I know a uh, I know a girl that uh, was Beckham's when he, when he first went to the Galaxy. Uh, you probably know who it is too. I'm not going to say her name on air. A fame. Uh, she was she was a pretty successful uh, promoter in Hollywood back in the in the Hyde days. Uh, I think I know you're talking about. That was uh, David Beckham's side chick, or one of them. I'm sure she wasn't the first or the last. Nope, not at all. Uh, Audrey Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's a throwback. I I fucking went there. I I hate even bringing this up because this is just old man Seb is going to be like, I told you so. Well, actually, no, because maybe this kind of goes against what what you've been preaching. But anyways, Drake... uh, or uh, I'm sorry, Travis Scott's Sicko Mode, which is which has been the uh, number one single off of the very successful Astro World, which features Drake. Um, it was just uh, reported uh, by the the producer of the song, some guy named Sycamore. I'm not familiar with Mr. Sycamore. Uh, said that Drake's verse for the song was completed at 2 a.m. the same day that Astro World was set to release. It's wild, considering this song this song has been in the top ten since. It's 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 a it, great song too. It's wild in the sense it would be wild if you told me that a year ago, but I feel like that's just the way it's everything true. works now. All these guys are putting music out and albums out right before. It's crazy. I think Drake has this year has has reached a um was talking about Drake, right? Yes. We can talk about Drake or Travis, whichever one you. You saying that Drake did the Travis the, the verse? He dropped the verse at two a.m. the night that. that I don't know how you. do. I mean, logistically, that sounds like bullshit. But I don't know when you have that much star power, you can do whatever you want. Uh, well, you figure just how like Kanye switched out the artwork. Yeah. Well, but be, with my old manager head on, I'm logistically going. Well, you don't have to technically get on. But talk. you know why? It's because social media is the biggest driver of all right. of these guys' brands. So you technically dictate your own narrative, you don't really need to make sure that Rolling Stone posts about it. Because even if they post about it after the fact, you're fine. And it's all digital anyway. You're not like worried about making the deadline to get into a print for, for, Mm. you know what I mean? For for any of your PR. You're like, shit, we're not going to make it. We're we'll about to be in next month's Rolling the Stone. The poor son of a bitch that were Apple Music that has to take I know, those right? fucking yeah. calls at four oh, in the morning. The news, we missed the news cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Now we're screwed. It's like, no, no, no. Don't worry. I'll just post about it and we'll, we'll get millions of streams. It's fine. Once you get that big, you can just con- you control it all. Hey, is it safe to say that Drake is the biggest artist in the world right now? No. I think, uh, I I think, think Taylor is. Swift is bigger than him. No. Yeah. Taylor, I think- Taylor Swift doesn't know. I can shut this down immediately. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift has nowhere near the international audience that Drake does. Drake is Drake. I don't know. No, no. Drake is Drake everywhere in the world he goes. 100%. I mean, streams, she's got to be. Does she really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, look it up. She's the number one. Drake's the number one most streamed artist on Spotify. She's not been on Spotify long, do you remember? Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, Interesting. But I would. She puts out, like, her last record was mediocre and it still beat him out on every award. We're, for, pop, for pop records, we're kind the of, last record he put out was mediocre, and it's still in the top ten. Yeah, it's true. we're, we're it's, arguing like the difference of the word tomato and tomato. They're so close. You, it's really hard. I mean, I mean, I think Star Selena Power, Gomez is pretty huge. Show. Selena I mean, Gomez is pretty huge. Uh, uh, no, not internationally. No. Yeah, very American. I don't. They've think been around for about the same. I don't think people take Taylor Swift 
as serious. I don't think people take Drake serious. No, I, but here's the thing about Drake. Drake can play a football. Think of let's just think of football stadiums right now. We all know the size of a football stadium, whether it's British football or American football. football. Or no, do you know what? Do you know the size of a football stadium? Hold on, hold on. Let me get to it. But you could Drake could very. Were you comfortably counting the seats go, when you weren't watching the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> Drake could fill comfortably a fucking football stadium in Greece as much as he could in fucking LA. You don't think Taylor you know Swift I mean? couldn't? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. I disagree. I, I would argue with the only the because, one thing I would only give because you a, like her the, her style of music. Let's do this. Work, Let's Google work, the works. tickets. Google the tickets. Reputation torch wrapped up, and then Drake's. So this will sum it up. I don't know how you would look that exact number. I just think in general, her type of music works better for popular audiences and that's versus hip hop. No, 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 definitely not. Because we've said it at length, hip hop's still the most popular thing internationally too. How how popular it is overseas versus she's got that pop country thing, which I, I don't know if that works in every country as well as Drake. She's still massive or basically, like I, like I said, they're, they're so close. And I didn't realize, honestly, the full potential of her star power until she tweeted that shit about uh, oh, the, voting yeah. Democrat and 65,000 people, they think, signed up to vote she's, in Tennessee. Like, she might actually swing I, the election huge. tomorrow. Yeah, she's huge. Or to, I should say today, as this is coming up. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk some election talk real quick, just because this is interesting. This is really fucking interesting. Uh, in the in the great state of Texas, and I love when this shit happens because I feel like the same thing happened with Obama back in the day. Like I hate it when it's like old politics. You know that the, it's like the Hillary Clinton thing, right? And I, that's an easy one to pick on, but it's just like you knew she's going to be running for it. You know they're going to give her oh. the ticket. You knew she's probably going to win it. There was no young blood, uh, and then I'm and it was like someone's turn, and it was this, yeah, exactly. And like Obama kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, mm-hmm. You know he had just. What, was he the governor of Chicago? I can't remember. What, what was he? He was, was the governor. Senator. 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 Senator of Chicago. So in, in similar fashion, and uh, Beto O'Rourke from Texas, which is the only reason that I, he's been popping up on anybody's radar is because we're starting to notice uh, like LeBron James showed up to a game with a-, with a Sorry, with a, real quick. Senator of Illinois. Illinois, So we don't yeah. sound Chicago. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Beto O'Rourke from El Paso, Texas, where is actually where the, where the, the Gilmore family hails from. You ever been to El Paso? Uh, oh yeah, fucking it's, grim, dude. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough spot. Are you from El Paso? No, my family's all—they all moved out of it. My dad okay. was born there, and everyone. I didn't know you were from Texas originally. Uh, there's not any worst turbulence left. airport. Do you know that? Oh, so, yeah, I'll tell you. This guy's been popping up because of his pop culture, uh, mm-hmm. kind of his pop culture pull. He's obviously he's young. Uh, you've been um, both Travis Scott and. Arian Foster, I believe, have been have been um, advocates for him. Advocates for him. Jim Carrey. A lot of people have. Yeah, a lot of people that aren't that don't even live in Texas. Uh, so this dude is. So people people kind of have been pulling up what's um, like he, he, as we get closer and closer, and and as you know, you're listening to this, uh, we'll probably know who's going to win. But Texas traditionally is a very uh, very conservative state. In fact, it's the longest, I think, 24 years since a Democrat has won the governorship in Texas, the longest in history for any state. Um, And he's running against good old Ted Cruz. For Senate. Raphael. They're running for Senate, though. Senate, I'm sorry, not the governor. (laughs) We're not a a political show. Um, (laughs) But here's the crazy shit about this. So they're pulling up, and obviously, like, there's been things like the guy used to be a skateboarder and, like, all this shit, which is cool. Uh... It's also come out that 
he was in a he was in a he was in a band uh, at the end of end of high school and into college called Foss. Guess who was in this band with him? Guess who played drums? Drum- Old Cedric Bixler Zavala. Oh wow! Homie was in a band with fucking Cedric well, from Mars Volta and at the drive-in. I mean, they're crazy. There is seventeen people in El Paso. <laughs> It's not hard. And, and, and five of those 17 are already in at the drive-in. So, so, no, um, I, this dude is just interesting. It's the first time. Uh, wow. Well, so he's, he's, he, it's the first time we're seeing, and we knew eventually this was going to happen, people from our generation getting old enough to run for office mm-hmm. positions in office that matter. That's why Obama was so interesting because he felt young, but obviously Obama was still a lot older than us. Uh, but eventually this is going to happen. Like It's going to be interesting to see like when the first guy with tattoos, like, Kids, yeah. kids, are not because it's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I was. Know? The tattoo thing is is now is like what we're gonna start seeing now, and the next is gonna be the people who have only grown up with social media. That's gonna be the yeah. weird one. They're gonna they're gonna start pulling like photos of you in college. What, like, what's gonna happen? For, what's gonna happen cutting. first? Uh, a president that has tattoos or a woman? Mm, I'm gonna say. I want to say. I don't so, know. I want to say there's already a president with a tattoo out there. I almost, I almost feel like someone's got a hit. There was one. somebody as W, dude, for sure. Had a, <laughs> yeah, he had a frat tattoo on his back. <laughs> oh, for sure, like for a, sure, for sure, had like a four leaf clover. Or oh something yeah, whack on his back. Totally. Uh, Beto's an interesting case. The, the everything that I've been seeing about Beto that's that's working against him is he's raised over seventy million dollars, right? Three times the amount of Ted Cruz, which, which is, is like nuts records. But the problem is what I, what I'm understanding is like he's not spending it. And he's not really going no, after he's not, conservatives. He's not, he's or not people sharing it with other. It, it's 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 not uh, unheard of when somebody raises that amount of money to share it with other people running in the Democratic Party. He's not sharing it with anyone in the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. His reasoning being is because the people that uh, that donated to him donated to him specifically for his for his point of view and his and stance. That not all Democrats yeah. have the same stance. He's which very liberal, actually, not very moderate. It's very true. And I and I and that's one of the things we always talk about. I know you and me, uh, leaning more towards the left, but having a hard time uh, associating with the Democrats in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the fact that like it doesn't really encompass, it really doesn't encompass. No, enough he, anymore. he's he's definitely in this place where he's he's doing a lot of the things that you kind of heard from Bernie. And he's not 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 in like the socialist type type way that Bernie was illustrated, but. He's doing some of these things where he's not interested in taking big donations from mm-hmm. from political donors that have an agenda. Most of it's small donate. Most of the money's been raised is small donations. I think from- like they said, like eight hundred nine thousand people donated, which is all shit. That's crazy to me. This that- guy visited. It's either I, I don't have the exact number here. I think I want, I want to say all two hundred and fifty four counties of Texas. I mean, that's which crazy. Is staggering. It's like that's, twice the size of Germany. That's basically two a day. They were saying in some cases he was hit, he was hitting counties that only had two thousand people, and so he was in cafes with down to nine people in certain yeah. spots. But he still went to every single fucking place. It's something that, that it, old it's going to be interesting because he is younger, and even if he doesn't win this, yeah, he's going to ton of press out of this. He might be he might be on the fast track to even be considered on the twenty twenty ticket as president because yep. the Democrats need a star big time, and if this race is close. I think that puts him in that in that conversation. Also, another really interesting thing about his background is he started tech a tech company in El Paso specifically 
to kind of to your joke that there's not anybody in El Paso. There's definitely not any youth in El Paso because of job opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so he specifically uh, started a fairly successful internet company also based out of Texas. Mm-hmm. So the guy, I mean, in general, right. the dude's, he's interesting. I will say this about El Paso though. El Paso had one of the craziest, most unsuspecting crowds for dance music acts. Whenever I would have artists play there, it was one of their favorite places to yeah, play. You, you Most know of why? Them were nuts because they were all you in the cartel. Why? Probably the whole city would be at whatever. You club know it why? Because there's nothing going on there. No, I mean for right. real. I mean that's also why if you look at the volume of great music that's come out of El Paso, I mean boredom breeds art. Absolutely, right. That's a great point, and um, I think that's one of the great things about. I, I, it's funny that you say that because I've been to El Paso with both. Sparta at the driving and a, a Roscoe show back in the day. And the Roscoe show was like one of the best I remember. Mm. Small venue, but energy wise, it was it was really good. Texas is is always gonna be the but most you can fascinating see, state. There's a venue. Right? Well, I don't know what the venue's called. You probably played there too, but there's the venue where like you can from the back of the car park, you can actually see Mexico in the background. It's fucking pretty wild. It's yeah, it's a right on the border. It's, it's pretty it's right wild. across from Mars, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's yeah. like it's like the fucking the, one of the gnarliest places in Texas. It's not anymore, but it it was one of the gnarliest well, spots in, in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, Mexico, not well, Texas. Is Sorry, <laughs> there's a lot of Texans that would disagree with you. It used to. It, it was the most one of the most dangerous cities on mm-hmm. earth, but they, I think it's well. No, the murder rate that was what was always so fascinating. The murder rate in Juarez was like something ridiculous. Like it would 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 rival like Iraq numbers, yeah. and and El Paso was like one of the safest places in the United States yeah. to live. It was bizarre. But that's also because. And let me tell you a little fact: the reason why the turbulence is one of the worst to go into when you're landing is because the angle. I got told is the angle of the airport plus um, the heat that comes off the ground as you go in. Like that's why I don't know if you've ever landed. It's like really choppy when you land at El Paso. Hmm. Like turbulence wise, it's, it's hmm. pilots hate it. That sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. I'm super fascinated by that. You want to <laughs> edit that out? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, in, in, uh, our boy Pete Davidson is back in the news this weekend. Good for him. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I like we all, we all like Pete Davidson. Uh, but this time he's not really in the news for any Ariana Grande shit. He, uh, he he's in the news for some softball some softball shit. Uh, he he made a joke about the uh, uh, GOP candidate Dan Crenshaw. So he made a joke. He made a joke. Yeah. So this guy has a, this guy, it's, it's like obvious. And it, it's Saturday Night Live. Like, come on, this is what it's there for. Like to make light of, of, of shit that's going on. But he made a joke yeah, that on, on Weekend Update where there was a picture up of, of, of uh, Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw. And he, and he said, you may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hit man in a porno movie. I'm sorry. I know he lost his eye in the war or whatever. And then <laughs> since then, people have been going, kind of talking a lot Both of shit. Both sides of the aisle, yeah. Both sides of the aisle. Crenshaw tweeted, good rule in life. I try hard not to offend. I try harder not to be offended. That being said, I hope uh, NBC recognizes that vets don't deserve to see their wounds used as punchlines for bad jokes. Oh, it's a good reply. Very good. Very political. But like, here's, here's my thing with it. The same people up in arms about this were the same people that didn't say a fucking word when Trump said McCain's not a real war hero because he was well, captured. Yeah, let's not. I hate politics in this country. Yeah. It fucking sucks. But it it's like it's I and I understand you want to be you want to be upset about this, but it is a satire show. The guy just going through a broke up breakup and his fucking I don't, I don't even care about the breakup. It's like I, I get it. It was maybe a it's funny. in poor taste, but 
But I mean, are you Pete Davidson did say something really funny back? He said, "But what do I know? I look like a guy that makes that makes vape juice in a bathtub." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He, he, he makes the piss out of himself. He takes the piss out of himself. Funny. He's really funny. In <laughs> uh, the last culture card, uh, Nicki Minaj, first woman with 100 appearances in the Billboard Hot 100. Really, more than Taylor Swift? That's a that's a great point. It's got to be hip hop, right? That's Taylor Swift's got to have more. Oh, than that. you've got the top ten. Oh, hold on, you've got the top ten here. It's first women. Taylor first Swift woman has 77. Seven. Oh, wow. yes, she is crazy, right? Me. That is wild. Wow. Look at the look at that list. The top ten are <laughs> Drake. The Glee cast. Has Drake actually done like a hundred and let's just say twenty guest features? Seriously. Yeah. A lot of these have, are guest features. Does he have 191 so I mean, that's how yeah, that's why hip hop's in there. Look at Lil Wayne. Look, how many features has Lil Wayne done? Yeah. What's wild is like Elvis Presley. That's 180 Elvis that's Presley. That's a hundred exactly. That's, that's crazy. impressive. Yeah, Except yeah, for yeah. the Glee cast. The Glee, yeah, the Glee that cast count. smashing it. That shouldn't count. That's bullshit. I know. That's like two hundred and seven different people. And Ray fucking hell, Ray <laughs> Charles. Oh, he's up there. Good for Ray. Crazy though, right? I wouldn't have thought Nicki Minaj would be the first. I didn't realize that she first woman. Man, she's not first doing, woman, but she fifth just keeps, ever. She just keeps digging. not the first ever. This, here's the thing. Fifth. Ever. Here's the oh, thing with Nicki ever. Minaj. Okay, if she would have played her cards right this entire time, not and not done the whole like fucking Travis Scott hate to her and talking about how everyone's against her and all this, Nicki Minaj is ultra successful and ultra talented. She very easily could have just. Made it look like she was not trying and slid into this this DM. maybe Madonna type category that used to exist of female performers. And instead, it's just kicking and screaming and blaming everything on everybody. She's still talking shit about that that entire scenario. And it's like, man, this is impressive. You're still selling records. I, yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of of the way that she approached it. I have it, not but really. I have not heard her one brand. person. I have not heard one person dis, dislike her last album. People that didn't like right. Nikki before. I, I mean, I was never a Nikki fan per se, but that album was really good. I'm a fan of that ass. Hmm. Way to take it to the creep place. Yep, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. Um, but yeah, congratulations, Nikki. Do you think Travis Scott sent her flowers? That would be so hype if he did. That'd be pretty dope. Congratulations. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> that's a pretty impressive. I didn't realize it was that one she, of my t shirts. She had that many songs. <laughs> it was one of my. Oh my that would be amazing. Yeah. Travis, if you're listening. Buddy. Oh, PJ, if you sent her a Dude, send us some flowers like and a, a t-shirt. It's like a fucking Don't worry, I purchased for you. I bought this for you. <laughs> this purchase costs over 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with some main topics and some new music. Wrong hat, wrong day, I kill my brother. Summertime in the LB, no, it ain't shit a bro, nigga gon' tell me now. Drop top with the top down now, the bad bitches gon' feel me now. Oh, 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 yeah. All right, we're back. Let's talk new music. That was, uh... Feels like summer from Vince Staples off his uh, brand new album, his third, his third album technically, uh, FM. Technically, no, well, he's put out a shitload of mixtapes and EPs and all that stuff, and even this, this is a pretty short album. Uh, and from from all reports, he 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 said he kind of put this out like a, I guess this isn't that short of an album. Uh, he said he put this out kind of like a mixtape. He still has three more albums ready to go. We're getting wow. we're, we're getting something January and February from. We talked a little bit about Vince last week. The album dropped. He's 
absolutely a favorite in the Control Forever offices. What's what's the consensus on Vince Staples' new album? Uh, I really like Vince Staples. So before I say this, I, I guess I have to preface it that way. It's a good album, but it was underwhelming, and there's no uh, there's no hits. That I heard. I don't it's even know the if there's a radio single. Story. I, think, I don't even know there's a radio. I think, it's a radio I think this feels like summer. You think song. so? Yeah. Which one? I think that feels like summer. Feels song like summer. It's, it's okay. a radio song. I, I don't know. I, it's uh, after what was the last one called with the goldfish? Big fish theory. Big fish Great theory. Great album. Was so good. Best that one of the best albums of 2017. I agree, and I think it, it was <laughs> underwhelming. That that's that, that's probably the best word I can think of t- for uh, for this one for FM. Does yeah, it? I don't think it was. I I enjoyed it on my ride down here. Um, the story of 2018 is that we live in a culture now where there are no hits, but mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. What's the biggest hit of this year? Uh, nice for what or God's plan? Yeah, and those like in any other year feel no, like God's plan. God's plan's a God's plan. banger, dude. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is as far as hip hop albums this year. This is in my top five. Oh, maybe number five. Really? You just like the entire body of work? I think this is a dope record, dope album. Sorry, I think record it has. Five. I think it has two to three bangers. I think feels like summer is definitely one. I love the way. I love this dude's energy. I love the way this album's marketed. I like the way he put this whole concept behind this. We, I mean, Seb, you talked about this last week, how you feel like he doesn't represent the West Coast enough. This entire album's about the West Coast. Yeah, yeah I, that's the Power, first thing. Like Power I, 106. The, the, yeah. The, the I, I, yeah, he's got the big boy stuff like between each song. I didn't and, get the Earl Sweatshirt skit. Can someone make me understand what that means? I don't know what it means either. Earl Sweatshirt. Has, has he got a beef with Earl Sweatshirt? No, they're homies. Okay. That's why he was on the. That's why he's on there. Uh, that's what I mean. Like the, the album but was the, the good. Skit, though. The album was good, but okay. it wasn't, there wasn't the hits on it. Like I really thoroughly enjoyed the entire thing as a body of work, but there wasn't anything on it that stuck out to me as like a home run. I don't but know, I really man. liked I think, it. It's weird. I think I don't it's know one of these albums it. that you're going to listen to. Uh, I unfortunately didn't get a, a ton of time this weekend to. Usually, usually on the weekends, you know, we we record on Mondays and we usually kind of speak off off mic as far as the album uh, that we're going to highlight. And, and so I take the time and try to listen to that album three or four or five times before we get on air. This weekend, unfortunately, I was stuck in hell, aka ComplexCon. Um, <laughs> and so I only got to listen to the album uh, twice, and then I got to listen to it again today. And the third listen, um, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention before or what, but it's a, it's a, it's like I said, as far as hip hop goes, it's in my top five of the year. Uh, I think it's dope. I think this is, this is, ju- this is a, a perfect example of an artist progressing, especially somebody as young as Vince Staples. Um, and I like I like what he's about. I like his whole vibe and his flow's dope. He reminds me so much of Easy E. It's crazy. Yeah. His flow. <clears throat> there's there's no questioning any of. I, I, honestly, him and Kendrick are the two holding it down on the West Coast at this point. Yes, like that, that's like the most. Those are the guys that are doing it out here right now. Kendrick wasn't on this. Wasn't on this album. No, he huh? wasn't. But. I love Vince Staples. I, 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 that's what I mean. Like this, this album is, it's good to me. It's not great, but it's still. I guess if it was anyone else, I would think this was this was probably great. I just I, expected my biggest a knock on it is the him. features are weak. Um, Earl Sweatshirt, J Rock, Kalani, E Forty, um, Kamaya, 
buddy. And Taiga, who I, I don't like Taiga, the press has been giving Taiga a ton of love. Like as far as like a comeback, I, I don't get it. I don't see it. I I, I think the the features still are with the, the Kardashian features are the weakest part. Um, but I think this is a this is this is a really cool this is a really cool album from an artist that is that is progressing. Um, and it's a good it's a good hip hop record. I re- That's all you got for me, Seb. You're not going to argue with me. No, I, I mean I. I think it's a I think it's a good record. I didn't hear but do you find that you have a hard time critiquing artist music that you genuinely that you personally not personally but you genuinely like the artists? Like once you get to a point, meaning, yeah, meaning kind you of the give same. them a little bit more of a more of a, a a curve, a grading curve a little bit because you're just like, yeah, they're dope. Yeah, and when you kind of enter that kind of sphere. Yeah, it's. I'm being less critical because really? I've always liked Vince Staples. He's always been really good. He feels to me like you're a bit of more of a homer. Well, so Vince Staples is always. I never felt like he was someone that was going to break out into a megastar. So I wasn't really expecting it. So I kind of got what I yeah. wanted with this record. I wasn't expecting I was going to hear. That's a fair point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's yeah. always. I don't. But I also I don't, thought he was. Dope, I don't want to just... say underground because that's not the right thing either. It's just no. that. Um, it, you kind weren't of sure like how like Twin Shadow, and this is a weird example, but kind of how Twin Shadow is Twin Shadow. You kind of hear that record. You never. Ex- no, you, I just went back and was listening to the Twin Shadow. Record. You know what it is? Where it's such a good album. Good album, but like I wasn't expecting hits to be on there. Right? See, you know what I mean? Vince Staples just was someone really that like talent wise, and and the way that he raps is kind of uh, there's not a lot like him right now. I think it reminds there's us of a, a lot of, of successful a, rappers. Like correct. There's reminds people us. that do rap like him, but they're just not. That usually that non, he doesn't really have like a shtick as much. The same thing with Kendrick is similar too. Uh, I guess like his he, he's really funny in interviews and stuff, but he's not like he's not wearing crazy clothes or he doesn't have like these like yeah. weird stage productions. He doesn't beef. You know, he's just kind of like he seems to be himself. He's low key. He's very low key. Which is kind of indicative of of the way of a lot of West Coast hip hop artists have been post Biggie and Tupac, um, or that era at least. Now I like it, and if he's got a new album coming out in January, um, I'm even more hyped. World the world needs more Vince Staples. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> Thomas York, Thomas York, the man with the plan. So we finally listened to this Asperia soundtrack. I was very underwhelmed. I thought it was utter garbage. I thought it was kind of bad too. I have to be. I have to be real with you. I thought it was. I, it was. I feel like it was like everything that people have always accused Radiohead of being that we know they're not, and it finally like hit. Just like this is just shit. You can tell PJ's on his phone because he's googling how to kill myself because he's <laughs> like, "We're killing Tom York here." How can they say that about Tom York? He's a god. He's a god. <laughs> so you tie the rope like this, and you swing it over a beam. And a long live OK computer. <coughs> no, Moonshade Pool. Long live Moonshade Pool. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was fucking garbage. I don't know if I'd go that You know far. what? It felt like a score. It doesn't, it just. Can I call, Can I say something? I think Tom York's aging out, which I kind of didn't think I would hear myself say that. What do you mean? But like, I would have placed a bet that I feel that he would have always been kind of on the forefront of stuff. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm just not that interested in Tom York anymore. Really? 
Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I, I, think, I, I feel I like this record, like, there's not like anything specifically wrong with the, I mean, a lot of half the, this, this entire album was made, is, is made for a, a film. And so there, you have a lot of instrumentals, but the, but the songs that are like very Tom York with the, with the vocals and stuff. Like I said, I do, I feel like it's everybody that are anti Radiohead that they've always accused Radiohead of being. And for the press, just like it always being a cool thing to like Radiohead and, uh, they're they're kind of just so alternative that you have to like them, and if you don't like them, you don't understand it. Right. This is just I just understand seemed, it, and it was shit. Yeah, this was just kind of bland to me. Yeah, I just I also just feel that like he's running out of interesting things to do. He's he like it feels to me like he tries so hard now to do something weird and different, and like we don't really know. Hey, Tommy, how can I say? Tommy used to be someone that like. You wouldn't really know what to expect from Tom York next. I remember when fucking House of the Thief came out, or like fuck it, The Eraser, or things like that. One of you my Hail of Thieves, one of my favorite records of of that decade. Me too. Um, Tom York has done a really good job of being a mystery. That's Tom York's biggest brand. He's a fucking mystery, right? And you've never really known what he's going to do next. I just expected more from it, and I don't. And I also don't know what more means. Right, so I don't yeah. know what that meant. Yeah, but like, I, I, I kind I know, of feel like this I, is the mediocre Tom York sound that I've heard for the last five years. And I'm kind of over it now. There's mm. no progression to what he's doing. Precisely, it, Just, he's plateaued. I feel like he's plateaued. Yeah. Are you talking about solo stuff or Radiohead? In I'm general? talking about everything. Everything. I'm yeah. talking about everything the last five years. Like, I can, I if I were to have a dart board up, I bet I could throw a dart onto like what I think the next Radiohead album is going to sound like. And there was a time, 2003. 2004, 2005, 2006, where you couldn't do that. How long ago did, did Moonshape Pool come out, Jess? Four years ago? Four years ago. Yeah, but that just really? sounds like a... No, two years ago. No, like that's a really good album. Radiohead and you're, Tommy... Uh, you're, being, you're being an asshole. That's a really good album. There's nothing wrong with that album. You need to go it's, back and listen to it. It's actually exceptional. Yeah. There, I don't know. I, I, I can't get on board. I can't subscribe to any of that. I still think... I'm still eager to hear what they're going to do next. I'm still excited to hear when they're going to drop a new album because they haven't let us down on the Radiohead front. No, you're right. That's a good point. What are you going to say, PJ? Um, Nigel Godrich. Ugh. So he's, overrated. He's a... Uh, well, I mean, like, his work with Radiohead is what makes Radiohead. Hmm. So, like, Suspiria... Did, but did he, did he do the Tom York... the two Tom York uh, solo albums? Uh, he, yeah, he plays in the band. Atmos for Peace. He plays in the band. Yeah, but Atoms like, for Peace isn't the Tom York solo project. No, the Eraser is the Tom York solo project. Both of them that spun off from that. The band... But Atoms for Peace is Kieran and Burial. No, I know, but uh, Nigel produced that as well. Nigel's so fucking overrated. Oof. It's hard to say he's overrated because the guy completely created a sound in an era in, in that d- it didn't exist. It's hard to say that it's overrated. You, in fact, you can't even say that. I have fucking... I, I will argue with you, sir. Let the record show we started this podcast with Seb's love for Spice Girls. And we've yeah. denigrated ourselves down to no. a place where we're talking shit on Tom York. He had a, Tom Tap York had a crap album too. Um, modern Plasma Modern Boxes. I didn't even listen to it. I just, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, you're, you're painting a bad picture of me. I just think, I'm just, I feel like Tom York isn't, I like, the last few things that I've heard just feel like shit fucking Radiohead songs. Yes, they sound like B-sides. Like I, I know that sounds like I'm being lazy, but I'm not. I love Radiohead. In Rainbow, I, I mean, I could talk to you, I could tell you about my 
favorite Radiohead and also Tom York's solo project. Like I'm, I know I keep banging on about it, but it rained all night. Like how fucking unbelievable is that song? The arrangement of that song. Like that was when, like that to me, it might actually be my favorite Tom York era, that like in Rainbows, the Eraser era. So I'm into that. Right, you, but, where do, but where does a bad Tom York album or where does a bad Radiohead album stand I, it's impo- I don't music? think you, Radiohead and, the, and, and Tom York both, to their credit, the heights, the heights that they've reached creatively, it, it's really hard to point out what's wrong with this Tom York I, album other than it's just not interesting. You, you know, know what it is? I feel like we could have, yeah, let me sum this up for me. It's not that I'm like, it just didn't need to be released. Like, this has all felt like it's the new Tom York. I understand it's a film score, but it was kind of like... I think you're just holding him to a different standard. You should than be held to a different, yeah, you York. should be held yeah. to a different standard. Absolutely. I mean, like, this is what I'm saying. In terms of any... There is no musician that has bent culture that I can think of as better as, as Tom York. you got to remember, no. Radiohead was a fucking... No, no, no. Pop. Not, not bent culture, bent music. Not Culture, but, I don't, okay, I don't okay, know that music, Radiohead Musical really culture. That. I'll I'll take that. The way music but sounds, just yeah. being like an artist's artist, right? That's what Tom York is. Tom York is an artist's artist, and this was just like unless you're Liam Gallagher, and, and you know what it feels like? <laughs> it feels like this. An artist's artist would have heard this record and gone, "It's not strong enough. I'm not putting it out." The this first to me song feels he released. Like there's a one good song out. on this on this on this score. The first one that he released, but uh, like I. I tried to get through it a couple of times. We had it on the office, and it was like there were painful moments in that, in this assortment. Painful. Uh, I don't know. I disagree, but I would like to see the movie and I, and, and see how it fits within the film. Supposedly, that's what the, I mean. Supposedly, it, the movie's really good. I I'm, it feels I'm, like a film score. When was the last time you listened to a film score without seeing the movie and thought like, this is the shit? You kind of uh, have to see quite, the movie because like, no, quite a bit. I mean. Um, you but usually the to, usually the film score kind of reminds you of the movie if you like the movie and then it takes you back to that place and and you enjoy those songs. I can remember songs that I didn't know existed and then I heard them in certain movies and it changed mm-hmm. my entire mm-hmm. perspective on that For song. sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you who is definitely overrated in that band, Johnny Greenwood. His scores are terrible. Very overrated. <laughs> okay. We've gone to the pretentious place. Yeah. All right. Let's talk more. Last, even though there's there was a few more drops this week, but uh, kind of in the surprise of the weekend, uh, the producer, kind of one of the one of the godfathers of the trap sound, even though he's quite young, Metro Boomin. New drop, trap drops his album. New trap. Yes. Metro Boomin. We'll say architect, not godfather. There you go. Metro Boomin <laughs> dropped an album. Superheroes don't wear capes. It's dope. It's man. really fucking good. He's dope. He's, it's really he's good. It's a great record. It's he, really good. And you know what's interesting is like a, a lot of these. There's some bangers on there. There's some straight up bang. Yeah, absolutely. Straight a lot, up. A lot of these hip hop producers, whether it be Zaytoven or London on the track, or, or a lot of these guys have tried to kind of cross over and do solo careers and play DJ sets because you know that's mm-hmm. where they came from. We've booked a lot of them at Control. Metro Boomin moves tickets, puts bodies yeah. in the building. I could people, see that though. People really. He's also really, he's, he's also really marketable. He's young. He's good looking. Zaytoven I mean, in London are really good looking yeah. and young dudes too. But they just uh, they, but, there wasn't like. But the, I feel like Metro Boomin has a little bit more of a broad. Like like Zaytoven is very Atlanta. Yeah, you know. I also think he was one of the first producers to really try to do the DJ set thing in the last. And I also think Zaytoven's name isn't very good. 
You don't think so? No. Uh, In fact, I, I think it's like one of the things that that kind of holds him back. Uh, I think Metro Boomin is like it leaves a lot up to the imagination. He does. He's done a great job. Uh, his mark, marketing himself. His hooks good. Unlike uh, our boy Future, his Gap commercial is actually tag, amazing. Say. He's got probably the guest Gap commercial with SZA. Uh, and this album's it's dope. I mean, it's got it's the, the the Travis Scott song's insane. It's the the Gucci Mane song's the best I've heard Gucci sound on anything because mm-hmm. Gucci's. Which has always been a little bit overrated. Let's be real. Oh yeah. Uh, Twenty One Savage is good on there. Sway Lee shows up on there. Wiz, Wizkid, Offset, J Balvin, Kodak Black. I mean, it's Drake. It's 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 got it's a crazy lineup. The interesting thing about about Metro Boomin is he's he's saying that he's retiring after this year. Which hey, it's I mean Metro Boomin said he's going to retire. Yeah, he's been saying that all of 2018. How old is he? Young. He's he's just over it over the game. Yeah, I mean, Jay-Z retired too, right? <laughs> Nobody ever really retires. Uh, what was the album Jay-Z came back with? He's 25. Retirement in the music game is kind of like a funny word. Yeah, it's like, it's like dying or in a like comic book. One Doesn't... last tour. This is our last tour. Until our next last tour. <laughs> yeah. In a- yeah, in April 2018, Metro Boomin appeared to announce his retirement from music on his Instagram page, changing his bio to retired record producer DJ. Um. Obviously, since then he released this album, but <laughs> retirement. I think you get word. when you're when you're a producer and you get stuck in a sound. It probably gets really boring. It probably gets really boring yeah. sitting down for for like you know Interscope has an artist that's that's trending on Instagram that you know uh, you know make it sound like make it sound like Ray Sherman, and it's like you probably get really. When you're 25 and you're that successful, you probably get really fucking bored. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Depends I mean, yeah, we can all sit there and say cash the checks, and it's also who you're working with. And like we talked about, uh, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, like when what Pusher T was talking about with Kanye, where like you can't even get in the studio with Kanye. Well, unless and, you're unless you have energy, and, and that's probably a lot, has a lot to do with and, too who you're working with. And you need to remember, Metro Boom is a producer first, not an artist. In the sense, obviously, he's an artist in what he creates, but producer's role was always kind of he's the not behind front, he's the not scenes front, guy. He's not front facing. Exactly, yeah. you're kind of. But, the, he is, but he is incredibly marketable. Absolutely, but I mean, usually producers get in that game because they kind of want to be behind the scenes and and build build the music and make it versus being out there mm-hmm. and and the face of stuff. And I think that's become such a big part of his brand because he's become so. Popular uh, as a as an actual artist on top of yeah. a producer, which I think is always when it starts to get a little bit. It it starts to. There's more examples in history of when that's gone bad than when that's gone good, and I always think like the best producers in the world are the ones that take things away. They're not the ones that add things. Are the people that like that's a Rick Rubin thing. Like he'll yeah record everything, and then the next three weeks and sessions he's pulling out stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's good pop music usually, right? Well, just just, but let's look at people like. But let's look at Timberland. Mm -hmm. Undoubtedly, easily in top five producers of all time. No question. All time, you think? Yeah, and now I don't know if I put them on. I I, I would probably say statistically wise, maybe for hip hop, but not not all time. I don't know. I would put him up there. Super. We're talking super producers here. Nah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just telling you, you got. There's other. Hold you know, on, let me finish you're my forgetting point. about. You're forgetting my, about Phil Spector. You're forgetting about. You're forgetting about, about Phil Rick, Spector. You're forgetting about 
Rick Rubin. You're forgetting about um, keep them coming. Quincy Jones. Jones. Yeah, Quincy's up there. Of course, Quincy's up there. He's number one. Uh, you, I mean, there's so many other. I don't. Well, you're at Tim, four. Timberland. So no, no. I mean, I can my pull top up five. I'm saying Timberland had a five year run that was insane, and that was, then after that it was over. And yeah, I'm not saying, the, and it's, it was a very, very specific sound, and it worked for the time. I don't know. I think. Tim, don't get me wrong. Timberland has huge hits, and he was massive, and he 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 engineered Missy parts of Missy Elliott's career and parts of Justin Timberlake's career, and and, and Aaliyah, and and, yeah, and, and like huge, yeah, and Jay Z, and like I I really don't think at least in let's just say our era that Kanye. I say Kanye is a bigger producer than him. No way. Kanye hasn't produced nearly the level of hits for other people that Timberland has. Look, let me just go back. Timberland was a hit fucking machine. Yeah. He put out an album and it really did start to decline at that point. He wanted to be the artist. Do you remember that? He put out two. We put out two. Timberland and Magoo had some hits on it. Yeah, but that was before the Night Rider beat. The Night Rider beat was sick. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you look at the amount of hits Timberland has got, yeah, for, talk, for dope pop artists You're too. talking about launching one of the biggest artists of today's career in Justin Timberlake too. We've argued about yeah. that though. I think I think Pharrell has just as much to do with that as, as Timberlake. I don't think, I think I Pharrell I put Pharrell has. and Timberlake on the same level of producer. So wherever you're going to put them. I wouldn't put Pharrell even in my top five personally. That's what I mean. No, I, um, I, I would say Quincy I mean, Jones number I mean, one. Timberlake did the Rick Missy Rubin. Elliott stuff. He did Jay-Z. What about your, ten, your twin brother, Scott Storch? Nah, but like good. That fuck. was a joke. <laughs> as far as who did more blow, I don't know. There's, there's I rock a lot producers of we're not thinking of. I mean, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking about. I'm talking to. I'm talking about me, like the you know this this the my of for my all who, time. Oh, Clive Davis, you're forgetting about. You're Clive forgetting Davis about? wasn't really a producer. I mean, he was a producer, but he wasn't. He was about as much a producer as Jimmy Ivey was. He, and he's your number debatable. one or in the top five. Uh, Timberland for me is in my top five. Okay. He's probably four or five in that order. Quincy is my number one and will always be number one. I don't think anyone ever has. You affected, can't really fuck with that. I, th- I don't think anyone's affected culture as much as Quincy Jones has. Um, Max Martin up there, but like Max Martin was like smashed it with like Britney Spears and like Backstreet Boys and like a very very your, very your narrow favorite pocket of American music. N- no, no, not when you consider like Taylor Swift, Jay Z. Miss, just think about it. Hits for Jay Z. Fuck. Do you remember fucking "Say It Right" by Nelly Furtado? I mean, there's yep. like musically as a producer, Timberland has some. He's got like musical chops, but the, like, but, I'll, but his Rick sound Rubin can't play shit. His Rick sa- Rubin doesn't have but musical I'll tell you chops. The difference, though, he's just a really good producer. He did Timberland's a genuine sound, track too, right? Yeah. yeah. Timberland's <laughs> sound didn't age. That's the problem. It kind no, of. You're, you're it, right, it, and, you, and, and you're I think right. that's a knock against them. Whereas, like, you look at all these other producers. They could. I mean, we we were watching a movie the other day uh, from the seventies, like that uh, that Quincy Jones had did the score for. Like these guys, these other, some of these producers have like have bodies of work yeah. that 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 go over a bunch of different genres. That that would be my knock on Timberland. Now, if you're gonna say you're gonna say for hip hop for hip hop hip hop or hip hop pop, I would def I would definitely agree with you. Okay, let's just say hip hop pop then. I mean, that's personally my, one of my favorite genres, or if not, he's definitely the genre. biggest. Most sought after producer between like 2000 and 2010. Like that decade was. Yeah, and that's was, a long time to have a long run. Yeah, it was a long run. Um, and like people produce things in different styles, you know. It's a good argument for sure. There's, I, I, I and there are two types of producers. There's the, you know what the thing about Timberland that I think 
the thing I wish Timberland did. Timberland was like an act. Timberland is a real musician. Like Timberland knows he's not just a beat maker. Like Timberland knows composition mm-hmm. and like melody derivatives and like things like that. That like if I was to look at Timberland and like he's the beat writer, I would never have like he's one of the most. I, I will I will give you this too. He was one of the most creative too. Like Max Martin, I know what you're saying. Max Martin's like a hit factory. He makes pop songs. Yeah, very. You know, one side the Aaliyah song with like the baby thing in it. You would never think in a million years if someone was like, "I'm yeah, gonna make a baby sound." But, the different, but but where I was, where I, where I don't think that this is good for a producer. If you listen to all of the, those string of hits from Timberland, you can tell they're all Timberland songs. I, no, yeah, but no, no, no. But hold I on, hold on. Agree with that. You really can if you, especially if you like Aaliyah, the Aaliyah song. But that's what people go that there Missy for. Elliott that's song, why like you would are, go there. That's why, but that's like, my. But the, but then where you when you go, go to Mastros, you don't go there to, to get order the fucking, a fish. The, yeah, the you go get a good steak, but that's vegetable fine, pie. But that's, <laughs> but that's fine though when you run, when that sound is no longer cool. No, I what get do it. You do? I get it. That's my knock on Timberland. No, no, I I don't disagree with your argument. I'm just disagreeing with it. Um. Anyway, I don't even know how we got here, but you know. Metro Boomin, keep doing your thing. Good album, good album. Or quick. Probably be talking about <laughs> it. Oh, just go work at Starbucks. We'll probably be talking about it at the end of the year. Um, you guys want to look at the charts real quick? Hey, so you know what's interesting? Re- number one this, this week at the charts. All right, but you know what's interesting about the number one? This is why I love reading the Billboard charts. Number one is uh, Mr. Pacelli. Andrea Pacelli. Um, 126,000 126, units. How crazy is this? This is his first number one. Which is wild. These guys are, I mean, you're talking about, wild. these are people that still buy albums. It's also, buy his it's albums. also, let's be honest, it's also a pretty weak week. It's also There's easier. There's a great strategy of when it came out last week because it, Star is Born is slowly slowly tapering down. Barely though. I yeah, mean, it was be, like what, be, 109 barely. last week and now it's But it's 93. definitely going down. But what's, uh, what I love about this chart is that like, that's the five thing. and below is pretty much the same that, except that's, for Juice World. That's five, what, five and below, but Joe, I'm sorry, surprised Juice World is still on that, there. What makes it so hard about you kind of have to look at these charts now in a very different way than you would 10 years ago because number one and number two, the reason those numbers are so staggering is because people are actually buying physical copies of these right. albums. Whereas, you know, I don't see many people buying the Joji album. But, it's mostly streams. Well, kind of, yeah, but then, right. no, but hold on, no, that doesn't work too. But then wasn't Eminem was... Number one with four hundred thousand. Nowhere uh, to be seen. Little Wayne, same. Like if you've got the char- number five, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing about. Oh, yeah. Hold on, I'm not arguing about the albums that are staying in the top ten. I'm yeah. saying it's easier if you're a heritage act to break into the top ten because a lot of your audience is older and willing They're, to purchase an album, exactly, which is yeah. worth more than. Especially but, someone like Andrea Bocelli. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And also, too, you got to figure somebody that with that type of music, genuinely speaking, the people that like to listen to them, like higher sound quality, and you can't get that off of a Spotify or an iTunes. Maybe. That's the other thing to think about I also well. think people that, that still have CD players are still, or but maybe you I mean, want an records, Andrea Bocelli or, record on vinyl is, yeah. is something you'd want to have. Um, well, a few, few interesting things to point out at number three, Joji Ballads One. It wasn't on the top 10 last week, uh, it's been out for three weeks. Huge jump in, in numbers for Joe. So it's doing something at radio is what, yeah. is what that's saying. To me, um, anyway, I don't know for and sure. And then and number four, Tory Lanez, Love Me Now. I It kind of has been under the radar. I have not heard anybody really talk about this about this album at all. And it shows, shows up on the charts this week. Tory Lanez is dope. I would like to listen to the album, but I had no idea that 
Was this good? Again, this is the problem with today's fucking media. These guys just drop stuff and it's like, okay. <laughs> and then by far, and I'm going to keep saying this every week until it's not on the charts anymore, the most overrated album of the year is this yeah. Little Baby and Gun album. Okay. No, yeah. I thought you were Jesus say Christ, dude. You want to talk about just mediocre, bad sound. I don't, people are talking about this record like it's changing hip hop and it's terrible. It's funny. I just want to meet the, the extra 40,000 people that are still buying Post Malone, Beer Bongs and Bentley every week. I mean, it's funny. Because I, his I, songs are, have turned, no, some of those songs no, have turned into anthems. So no, no, just, I, I understand that. I'm just, I'm like, it's amazing how consistent that has been for literally 12 weeks. He's not, if I, my memory might not be right, but I don't think I've seen that number. Just for everyone that's watching, we have the, the list in front of us with the numbers, but I, I haven't seen it much. Like it's been, re, it's been like consistent. forty to forty-three thousand a week. You know what it is though? For at least fifteen weeks. Since Man, February. He's, it's pretty amazing. Post Malone's tracks are like pre-game, go out for the weekend anthems. All of kind them. Of, but it's in like every girl's playlist in college, every dude but before this they go a, out. It's kind part of, of your routine. Kind of, but let's just talk about the buying process for a minute. Yes, kind of. But this is me, for an album that's been out since February, this means that each week there's 40,000 new people that haven't got it. That's what, you know what I mean? No, like, that's not what this is. This is album equivalents. No, 40, 41,000 people could be streaming it. Yeah, I know, but like that to me is like, no, as in terms of like that to me is saying that he's getting more and more new people every month or is his fan base staying the same? No, this is th- these numbers are based on streams. It doesn't. No, but he's talking about the consistency that it's showing up on the list, and he's not. He's it, his drop offs, like the per- his percentage drop offs, don't match the metric for right. for like a normal algorithm for this list. And it's and it's not growing either. Which yeah, which is which is the, the same. same I think we're saying the same thing. We're I'm saying, saying the same that thing. People listen to this. All the, it's like no, but right. he's saying different people are latching on to it because some I would people, imagine. I, yeah, I, I would think it's, different it's people. a mix. I think it's a dude, mix. Dude, you're talking about this dude just did a just did a collaboration with Crocs and it sold no. out in like three hours. Yeah, that's, that's such a great pair. It is great it management is great, there. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he, he, look. Here's the thing about the top ten every week. You're either a brand new artist. You're, sorry, you're either a, a brand new artist with a lot of hype. You're a, a, a legacy artist with a lot of hype, which is we've seen a lot of that this year. Um, or you're just an anomaly. Um, but what I don't still understand is like how, I can't remember the point I'm trying to make now, but like the, the difference between like, a, I understand why a star is born is dropping because that to me says people are going to listen to it for a bit and slowly not listen to it. But like, it's pretty amazing. Six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 have been the same pretty much for the last five weeks. Not, not eight. Eight's only been in there a couple of weeks. Oh, eight, yeah, well, eight, well, that's a massive drop off. That's just no, to me. but I, po- that, post Travis Scott and Scorpion have been on there forever. So, can, can I tell right. you what eight says to me? Which even, is even which the is Carter the, Five's been on there. But for can I, Carter Five. Can I? Can I? The, what what eight says to me? Which is Future and Juice World for people that are watching. Fifty percent drop off. That, yeah, and that says to me that so the good. social media hype of it is over. Totally, like, your push is done. And then people are realizing it's not great. And this is the kind of backward thing I say about how I understand we live in a social media economy right now. I, I agree with mm-hmm. that. But what happens there is where you have a lot of people, but not real, real fans. Whereas Drake, you have a lot of people and you have real, real fans and, and, and you just stay. It, I mean, those are a hard comparison because Scorpions is a much better album than that Future and Juice World album. 
Yeah, I know, but I mean, okay, let's just, okay, Little Wayne, I think we can all agree that the Little Wayne album, but I mean, 50%, I mean, that's the the impact, the importance of social media, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. But you can't just have, as we know with this fucking shitty Juice World record, you can't just have social media. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. You can't, you gotta have the chops. You have to have staying power. Totally. And that, I mean, we can, I mean, surprised it's in this week. I'm surprised it's in the top 10 still, but I'm going to call it that next week it's going to be doing 20,000 a week. Which one? The Juice World future, because I just think it hasn't got the oh, chops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not on the same level. Listen, I think we've all said that Astro World, Beer Bongs, and Bentleys are in the running for album of the year. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and and it's it's showing. It's continuing to stay here. I, I would love to see that. Little Wayne's got some staying power too. Of to course, he does. Little Wayne's little, little Wayne's about, huge. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Huge doesn't have much. To, that's what I'm saying. Juice World, social media, no, and, juice, and 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 and, and juice SoundCloud. A, what is huge? Juice World's a buzzword. Little Wayne's the legacy I, I, at this I, point. I get it, but so is Eminem. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. You've got it. Yeah, but Eminem came the, out. Eminem was was probably was been, was on the charge for quite a while. Yeah, but it's no. I'm just you know. Also, I don't. We're all arguing for the sake of it, but you know. But Eminem's not as culturally relevant as these guys right here. Post Malone, Travis Scott, yeah, Drake. I mean, Little Wayne. These guys are still doing it. Little Wayne's more interesting because he is. He's been around for a very long time, but I think people were just excited that he was coming back. Yeah, Little Wayne has this weird like. Crazy crossover appeal in every single. I think a big area. part of it, though. I think a real big part of it is because Little Wayne, out of all the rappers, he's likable. You know what I mean? Like he's a really likable rapper. I think that's part of his brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's this fucking Sunny Moore of rap. <laughs> uh, how are we doing on time, PJ? Um, let's 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 go from the music charts to the to the to the movie charts. Neither Halloween nor. A Star is Born is number one this week. There's a new, there's a new king. I that. see a little silhouette of a man. Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? I did see it. So Bohemian Rhapsody uh, premiered this or came out this weekend after a ton of off-screen drama with with uh, very overrated director Brian Singer. Um, I don't want to say he's overrated. The guy's had he's some huge. He's had some huge films, but he's but he's he's been pretty vanilla for a while. Uh, fired during the middle of this film. Somebody else finished the movie. Um, the and, and Seb, you can enlighten us to this, but the reviews coming out of this film is that the movie is not very good, but Rami Malek is very good. Yeah. There's a lot of people speculating that he still might get an Academy Award nod despite the fact that the movie isn't very good. See, I, I think that's a, it, the movie's not, I think the movie's garbage. Um, <laughs> I thought his performance was brilliant, but like, whether you like or not, the star is born. The movie was great. And you knew the story of that. They're actually quite comparable if you think about it. Because mm-hmm. you know the stories going into them. Right, mm-hmm. this is a pretty safe bet to say, but um, I felt narrative. It was just um, it wasn't that great. I just think what what we're starting like to see now with these music biopics. If you go back to Straight Outta Compton, and now you have this, and then we got Rocket Man coming out, uh, and I'm sure there's just going to be there's just going to be loads and loads and loads. Rocket Man's going to be because Elton John's mental. It's turning into it's turning into like the greatest hits album or the or the Christmas album or whatever that people put out because you know there's going to be sales. Yeah, it doesn't really matter the quality. Like you put a couple of big names in there, and like you you it's they all have big production budgets. Like Rocket Man looks like a like a very decent film, but right. it wouldn't surprise me if it's garbage. Who's yeah, playing, I mean the trailer of this was amazing. Uh, Taron Egerton, he's 
He's cool. He's a kid from King, uh, Kingsman, and mm. and he did. He looks, and it's but it only with Rocket Man though. It only covers a brief portion of Elton John's career. The I don't younger, know anything about Rocket Man. It only covers the the younger portion right. of his career. Whereas obviously Bohemian Rhapsody covers all, all of, of it. it was, and Bohemian Rhapsody was produced by the remaining members of Queen, not Freddie Mercury's estate, because which was a um, source of contention because a lot of people just wanted to make just a Freddie Mercury movie. Which this would have just survived just as well. Yeah. Like it, it kind of like Freddie. Let's be real for a minute. He is queen. He is queen. Like, I mean, yeah. Brian. I get it. Brian May or whatever. Like I get it. There's a, but like he <laughs> Brian May or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was just. It was the movie was just whatever to me. It was just like, I actually, I, I, it was shit. It was a fucking shit. It movie. Sounds like from all from it all, was a from shit all accounts, movie. it's not very. And good. it could have been fucking great. And <laughs> and I kind of feel like. Again, Back to Star is Born. I bet there was multiple versions of that movie where it was a shit movie. Yeah. And somebody... Well, and, and Can I be honest Bradley with both of you guys right now? I, I have a really hard time personally getting interested in any music type biopic. Even Straight Outta Compton. I loved it once I saw it. But Straight it, Outta Compton was much better than I expected it to be. Yeah, but I mean, like none of those movies... Very, it was a very competent All film. Eyes on Me is like the worst example. Especially when you like, knew his son was in it, you know. There's just so many. There's so many of them that I just like. I have no interest in seeing a lot. And and then that's the funny part. Like all all eyes on me was a really bad movie, and it made a shitload of money too. You know. So this is a this has made a shitload of money, and it's a bad movie. Um, I just think that Freddie Mercury was such a dying like. You're right. It should have just been a Freddie Mercury. (laughs) Well, and on top of that, it's like the perfect time for it, right? Too with the way that that um. With the way that the society is changing and their outlook towards the homosexual community, mm-hmm. uh, that the entire LGBTQ community. Did I say that in the right order? LGBTQ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was probably the right time for it, uh, being that he's always been such an icon, um, and I'm and sure it covers a lot of his homosexuality. I'd imagine right? it, it does, but they don't go <clears throat> enough. Like, uh, was he? Was he? A lot of people. In their minds, people that are xenophobic of of uh, AIDS and things like that will actually Isn't probably xenophobic re- just a fear homophobic of, uh, homophobic yeah xenophobic's but, religion. Now xenophobic's I thought is like your uh, like where you live. God, we're sounding like idiots. Well, that's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I think xenophobic. I think for a lot of fear poorly of educated people, the reason why the big fear of AIDS was, I think, a big part of that was. Freddie Mercury's very public, very mm-hmm. quick demise, which of course now in modern medicine doesn't happen like that. But I think um, that wasn't... A lot of people don't know what happened in that period. And yeah. the movie Because he wasn't at the at that point, he really didn't come out till he was pretty he, far along, no, right? He came out and then he died. Yeah, like right before he right died. Before he, came he out, died. But it wasn't And so people what 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 and, and again I remember reading something from um his mom or something, or there's, there's a, there was a piece about how how he did that changed how the way people spoke about, it was very publicly was for most people, if you didn't know gay people publicly, that was um, how you learn or kind of understood mm-hmm. AIDS. And whether it was his mom or I can't remember who it was, wrote a piece saying that they, they wish they didn't do it because they put so much... Fear was based off that because it was scary. Here's a man who was on top of the world. He came out and addressed the news in his fucking garden, said he was going to die, and he literally just died. And so if you don't understand, you're at school and they don't teach what HIV is or what AIDS is, you're fucking like, oh my God, is that how AIDS works? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the time, people probably still feel like that. And and I, I know that his estate or his mum, I think it's his mum, 
they wish that they didn't. It didn't happen like that. Mm. Because where where in England are did, are are they from? Where's Queen from? I think Chelsea in London. Oh, okay, so a bigger area. Well, London. I mean, London. Yeah. Interesting. I'm. St- I'll, I'll probably catch it eventually. And just That's it doesn't. But just to gloat. I've owned Robbie Malek's stock for a long time. <laughs> Good, a long time. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. No, and I hope he does get a. I hope he does get a nomination, regardless. I mean, nobody could. Episode. He also just looks like him. No one could have played that. You think he looked like? Well, well, it was supposed to be Sasha Baron Cohen first, and Sasha Baron Cohen really looks like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I know, but then it'd just be. It's nice. Then you nah, think that guy can act. Your comedians he can, can act. You're talking about this guy tricks people into thinking he's completely different. Yeah, people. but I wouldn't have the studio. I wouldn't have put my bets on the comedian playing yeah. a serious role. Uh, I told you, didn't I say this last but, time? I said it's usually an unknown. I feel like he's, been, new, a, feel like he's been in a serious. But to be movie, fair, to well, be exactly, fair, when comedians remember. usually cross over into dramas, they usually do pretty well. Yeah. Jim he's Carrey's a, done a fantastic job. Uh, Adam Steve, Sandler's Steve done Carell's better. Steve Carell's done it really insane. well at the moment. It's, but it's not but a bad you know what you do? Make. None of them do it with a movie that's based on Queen. You know what I mean? Like <sighs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Like they're, they're quirky movies. You know, they're like yeah. not biopics of... Yeah, but I mean, from the previews, I haven't seen it, obviously, but the previews, it looks like, you know, little liners and stuff. There's a little comedic... I've heard that the Live Aid scene's very cool. And there's, I've heard that they do a great job with that. Yeah. I mean, it's done well. It's just kind yeah. of a shitty movie. Kind yeah. of, yeah. Um, it's a shitty movie. Well, you know, interesting enough, though, uh, I think his name's Dexter Fletcher. Is the, the general, he's an actor, uh, but he's the director that finished that movie. He's also, he's the director of Rocket Man. Uh. <laughs> yeah. he he's the guy that had to come in and finish the film after Brian Singer was fired. Um, W's and L's. I got some today. I did my homework. I'm giving a W to Game of Thrones fans because they recently announced the prequel is coming soon. A prequel show about before it. I have mixed feelings about it. Here's why I have feelings about it. Because I feel like this removes... This removes aspects... the, The gravity that's attached to this last season... It's not so final anymore. Even though this has nothing to do with these characters, and so, but we're still going to be able to. We know that we're going to be able to go back to that world. In, I wish they would have waited till after the season was done. Okay, I, I know you didn't like it, but I'm giving Complex Con a W, and I'll tell you why. I'm giving them a W. How was it, Jaso? Because. It's genius what they did. They took the trade show model and put it direct to consumer, which is the way most brands are working now. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. That was very smart. And they're crushing it. I mean, there was thousands and thousands of kids there waiting in line. Kids over the two days, waiting in line to purchase sneakers for five hundred dollars. Like it's unbelievable that they were they 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 took a gamble based on the way that the markets run now. And it and it paid off, and it's continuing to grow every single year. I feel like they're pretty close to outgrowing that convention center in Long Beach. Which, Seems like it, which would be unfortunate for the city. Um, and then my L today goes to NBC, and it goes to NBC because first the Megyn Kelly thing, which backfired, cost them. They gave her a three year, sixty nine million dollar contract, which she got let go earlier last week, I believe. On top of that, CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC all refused to run this racist Trump ad. NBC ran it last night on Sunday Night Football. 
and now have issued an apology, have since issued apology and apology and have removed it from their programming. But that's two major L's. And if you want to even add, a lot of people are giving an L to SNL for Pete Davidson's thing. They've had a rough couple of weeks. So I'm giving NBC an L. NBC's had a rough couple of uh, like decades. a decade <laughs> since they've since they fucked up all their sports stuff and their their I mean oh yeah CBS dominates those guys because at one point NBC used to used to be the the the, the biggest NBC the biggest network on the block because NBC had Seinfeld right yep Seinfeld <sighs> Seinfeld Friends Friends I mean they had every the Cheers show. Cheers uh, yeah. Frasier uh, like pretty much every massive sitcom you can think of they they had. They have Sunday night football, but they used to have Monday night football. They used right? to have all. They used to have the exclusive rights with NBC with Mondays? NFL. Period. What happens? And they Mondays? fucking blew it. The only they thing they it. have is the Olympics now, exclusively. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's interesting Curling. to see. Like they've really, they've really lost their footing, and it seems like with the these these two things happening in in consecutive weeks that they're losing a bit of touch with reality too. Uh, I'm giving an L to Brian Singer. I'm giving an L. I don't think Brian Singer's going to be working in I don't think so either. I really don't. Brian Singer gave himself an L recently. Um, I'm, I'm going to give. <laughs> I'm going to give the Walking Dead on it. Walking Dead. Oh, you L. took one of my L's. You took one of my L's. I am. I'm taking it. You're Did right. Did you see my list? Oh no, no, that's no. Not I didn't see a list. Yeah, took one of my L's. I agree with you. In general, they pushed out. They totally pushed out. I haven't they seen totally it yet. pushed out. I haven't seen it yet, so don't ruin it for me. I'm planning on watching it tonight. But I, I've heard I've heard the rumors. Just more circles. You finally thought there's some finality, some stuff, and it's just like eh. Walking Dead feels like they're in this place where AMC knows it's the most it's their most popular show, even though the, it's the, the rating most popular. You know, their their yeah, ratings, the ratings been dropping. are dropping. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, last yeah. season, they've been dropping dramatically. Well, um, well, well, hold on on premieres, which are always. Overinflated. Whether we like Walking Dead or not, it's still in the top three most successful TVs on shows, shows at the moment. Correct, especially it's, for ca- especially for, for it's ca- impressive for cable too. Oh, yeah, I mean it blows off network shows. And it, I mean, it feels like old yellow. Like, like they AMC, just don't want to put it down. Well, because AMC at one point had Mad Men and Breaking Bad, which weren't nearly as popular as their legacies, but the, but were huge, huge, huge from a from a prestige standpoint. Mm-hmm. They have not done very well with their programming since. Post post Mad Men and Breaking Bad, Better and all they really Saul's had is pretty popular. Better Call Saul is great, but it's it still hasn't done what they thought it's, it would. Do. Is it HBO that doesn't do anything more than nine seasons? Like nine is the magic number. For I don't HBO. know that HBO has ever even gone to nine seasons. It has uh, the Sopranos. Real sports. No, Sopranos done six. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It went to nope. Done in six. Oh, it was six. Six A and six B. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe it's six. Then I'm thinking. No, but I'm with you, Big L. No, I even I even watched well. it to, just to see how they were going to do it, and it was it was, it was a little, such a letdown. So stupid. Um, <laughs> you have any? You have any more? So I got a few. Keep going, baby. Uh, W's. Uh, Timothy Chalamet. I saw Beautiful Boy this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it right now. Tim Chalamet. Chalamet is not only is he going to win Best Actor this year. He's easily the next. He's the next Leo. Did you cry? I didn't. I, I It's emotional. It, the movie is so. Are you it, high? Be, it beats you up. Was I high? No. <laughs> uh, the movie beats you up. By the end of the movie, you're so exhausted that it's really kind of hard to cry because uh, you're just you're you're genuinely exhausted. But he's amazing, uh, and I think he's got that weird characteristic that Leo has, to where he's insanely good looking, 
but still has so much charisma that it doesn't really churn a masculine consumer off. And keep in mind, this guy, similar to Leo, uh, has has gained popularity off of rated R pictures, which is which is really hard to do. Um, so Beautiful Boy is good, but I give Timothy Chalamet the W from there. Um, Sam Ashmail, creator of Mr. Robot, um, one of my favorite shows on TV, uh, just did a, sh- did a show this weekend with Amazon called uh, Homecoming with Julia Roberts mm. and the excellent Bobby Cannavale. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? Watched all of it. It's fucking fantastic. Wow, you binged it? 30-minute episodes, man. And, uh, they did, and it's done, it's done great. It's done great that way. It's shot really cool. Uh, I it loved came it. out of nowhere. Came out I of saw nowhere. the preview and it's I was like, so how is this cast? It's so, it's so stylized. How do you it's get Julia so Roberts well. to do anything? I bet she doesn't get it's out of bed. It's got so much fucking style to it. It's crazy the way he the way he should. He directed all all 10 episodes. And it's really cool. Uh, they, it's a drama with 30-minute episodes, which is really hard to pull off. Can, can, I get, can I just give a W for a minute? Yeah. To Julia Roberts. Talk about someone who's like always done the right career move, always does the right parts. She's not the best part of this show, though, I will say. Okay. Even though she's the she's the lead. Thanks, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I almost actually put her on L's even though I was going to give the show a W. I actually didn't enjoy her at all in this show. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, just deflated this guy's balloon. Tiana Taylor, very, who put out a very underrated album during Surgical Summer with Kanye West. Uh, they just released a, a remix of what I consider one of the best songs of 2018 um, with, the, with the Gonna Love Me remix uh, with Method Man and Ghostface Killer. Oh, it's good. so good. Oh, it's amazing. It's so good? good. It's really it's good. It's so good. We listened to it in the office before. It's, it's so dope. good. Already the original was dope, but the original was too short. And it's it, like, Method Man is still so fucking dope. So swaggy, dude. He's, he's talking just, about, I'm too old to Netflix uh, and chill. Like, it's <laughs> just like, you win. And he's, uh, Method Man's so dope in the deuce too. Yeah, Method Great Man. Great actor. Permanent W on the show. Uh, and then I got a few L's. Tom York, we talked about. I give Tom York an L. Migos, in general, I'm giving an L because Takeoff just released his album. We didn't even talk about it. No one's talking about it. I'm assuming by the time we get to Offset's album, it's probably going to be the same thing. Um, so I'm giving Migos a W. Um, an L. I'm an L, I'm sorry. And then I'm giving HBO an L this week because uh-huh. the deuce is over. There's not a new show on till January. Is that right? True Detective is January 13th. We're fucked. We're watching camping and that's all we got. So fuck you, <laughs> HBO, dude. Two weeks with no shows. Two weeks, two months, you mean. Two months? That's terrible. What are you thinking? Um, I, was, I was mad. that He seems pretty devastated right now. Oh, the deuce is so, I was so good. I, I'm looking forward to watching both of those tonight. So yeah, a lot of W's, a lot of L's this week. Anything else, boys? I got nothing. I can't even think of what's supposed to... We're, we're, we're zeroing in on Yandi. Two weeks away from Yandi, so mm. big release of November. And I, I have something. What's that? So being the resident British guy here who can't vote, anyone that's listening to this podcast today. I thought you're a, you're a citizen now, though, aren't you? And hasn't voted. You can go vote now. You have a truck, though. <laughs> Well, that's the fast track to being a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you sign your paperwork at Ford, they give you a you, yeah, they yeah. Sticker. hand you a they hand you, you sign it. You have to sign your fucking you lease, and then you put your fucking right hand up, and you go, "I do declare." <laughs> is that is that a Creed song? <laughs> <laughs> declare yourself a Republican. When you... <laughs> All right, boys. Neon black.